Hello again. Um, I know it's not eight not eight thirty yet, but before we start, I talk about so much about Aya Vayama. I decided to uh, I bring up photos of her. So that's her photos taken when she was uh, sixty on her sixtieth birthday, and she passed away on uh, when just after she turned sixty nine. So that's her photo day. I have no intention to bring it down, but I thought I'm going to show you. <laughs> Those of us are very proud. <laughs> but I'll just put it here. Right, it's 8.30. I know there are people not here yet. But I want to impress on you that I've been talking about my teacher or Ajahn Brahm, but our foremost teacher, we must not forget, is the Buddha. The Dharma, that's his teaching. I use, keep on using the word Dharma because that's what I assume that everyone is a language that I learned actually. I wasn't uh, 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 born Buddhist. My uh, family, um, my parents, they are atheists, and uh, my brother and sister, they are Christian. So I'm the only Buddhist in my family. So I learned a lot of languages and uh, of the, the Buddha's teaching the language in uh, English or in Pali. Uh, actually, in the last uh, since I ordained, so I wasn't came. Uh, I came from actually a Mahayana background as a Buddhist. So, so another different language again. <laughs> um, so I want to impress upon you that uh, for most teacher and the, I ordained, and the the fact that this jhana growth assisted is because of the faith and the confidence of the we all the lay uh, Buddhist community have or the or the Buddhist community have in the Buddha, the Buddha's <coughs> teaching and the uh, enlightened uh, uh, sangha or the uh, uh, monastics so that's uh, sort of on their path so that's the foremost uh, faith and confidence that we have of course I uh, use a lot of examples but today I must tell you a story of the, about the Buddha to balance it out so that you know that uh, I don't just have the faith in the, my teacher but <laughs> I do have full faith in the Buddha that's why I'm here um, because when you give up uh, uh, ordained you need to give up uh, all the things that you have uh, I have so uh, that requires a lot of uh, confidence um, I changed my mind about what I originally planned to do, but I want to share to a couple of things from yesterday from the talk. Um, I have a card someone sent me. Um, later on, you can have a look or you can pass around. It's a nice cat card with a beautiful smile on it. Someone asked me the question, how do you emote the emotions of loving kindness? I use that um, during the range retreat because I've been here. So as I say, I stick something onto my uh, on the wall of my room. Uh, I look at it to uh, uh, trigger off the feeling of not just loving kindness, the joy and happiness in me. So um, because we don't have television or anything else, I can't just see. So I use that. Someone sent me a card. I was like, it's a lovely cat. Um, I love animals, so I say I, I kept it. So you can have a look. That's what I use. So you can use something similar, whatever that the teddy bear. But I, I didn't 
use the teddy bear in my room, but I use a cat card. So that's uh, one of the tools that you can use. Um, another one that I say I'm going to share with you is the, um, someone asked me about working with grief and sadness and how to move on. I have um, um, a teaching of the Buddha. Um, there's in like a poem, is it poetic? So I love it. And uh, being introduced to it by my teacher originally, she did. Actually, if you want to listen to the talk by Ayavayama, you can Google, actually it is in a BSWA website and the board, uh, broadcast as well, as far as I know. She speaks really well. So please, uh, she used to be a social worker she, uh, from Sydney. So she speaks really well. So have a listen. So this is the um, um, teaching or like a verses they call stanza that I use. Um, I tried to memorize, but I couldn't come up in my mind yesterday. Let not a person revive the past or on the future build his hopes. For the past has been left behind and the future has not been reached. Instead, with insight, let him see each presently a recent state. Let him know, let him know that and be sure of it invincibly, unshakably. Today the effort must be made. Tomorrow death may come. Who knows? No bargain with mortality can keep him and his hearts away. But one who dwells thus ardently, relentlessly, by day, by night, it is he, the peaceful sage, has said, who has had a single excellent night. Um, to me, that um, it said it all, um, how to, um, the Buddha's encouragement to put uh, things that like happened in the past, um, <coughs> that we can't, it is uh, already left behind, and the future, you can't build your hopes because you never know what happened. Just like um, we have been uh, chanting for um, uh, this young woman, Talia, she's only 21. Things happen just like that, and it will change our um, course for, the, for life. So I use that to remind myself from my practice. I uh, try to encourage myself to say, you know, to, you put your, uh, with insight, let him see each presently arisen state. So put your awareness on what is happening right now. Uh, the mind uh, that is uh, racing around, the mind that is uh, full of loving kindness, the mind that is full of uh, uh, sadness, the mind that is uh, full of uh, jealousy, whatever is happening right now, be aware of it. That's encouragement. So the Buddha said, today the effort must be made. That's what I find is uh, inspiring. Uh, this is one of the... So the teaching of the Buddha that I use, there's other suttas uh, uh, teaching of the Buddha, like uh, because I uh, had uh, Ajahn Brahmali just taught a retreat in June, so I had a collection of, her, of his, uh, uh, the teaching uh, of the Buddha that he printed out, so I actually use it. One of them is one of the suttas, 
one of the teaching that I use and I repeat it regularly. I uh, wanted to uh, learn the. I love chanting, so I love the English chant as well as the Pali chant. I love the sound and the, actually there's a rhythm. It's, uh, even though I might not know every single word, um, but I just love the sound. When it chanted, it made me feel like uh, I can't uh, resonate with that, even though I might not know each word. You can try it out yourself, just like we chanted the, um, um, paying respect to the Buddha in the morning. Uh, I feel the emotion of it rather than just how each word means. So you can try it out. So that is uh, something that I use. I stick it on my wall as well. So I will look at it, remember it, memorize it over the last uh, few months. That, that's what I did. So something to share. And the cat. I have some more photos. I have uh, photos of elephants. Like, uh, Horrible. There's nothing there, but you get. I get. We get newspaper to use for your rubbish bin. <laughs> um, so one of them, I saw it um, um, from the from the newspaper. I cut it out and to put it as a pictures that I look at because uh, it just bring out joy. So that's uh, tools or techniques that I use to help myself. So my P. Right. I didn't expect you. I did remember that I said something about questions, but I didn't expect so many of them. <laughs> That's not too bad. I did have things to share as well this morning, but I will finish up for uh, the questions. Um, I follow the Eightfold Path in my daily life. Can you do the same sitting meditation? If so, can you please give some examples of how to apply it in my meditation with metta? Um, Sitting meditation that lead you to stillness is one of the Eightfold Path, uh, Sama Samadhi. So you are already doing it. So there's all different techniques you use uh, to lead you, lead all of us to stillness. One of the way is breath meditation, and we talk, I talk a bit about briefly about the uh, maintaining in silence, and that is uh, met. A loving kindness meditation. There's much more. Um, I did have done the contemplation on death. So there's so many ways that you can use uh, to contemplate to use in the meditation. The easiest or um, the uh, the direct way in the way that you can say is to use a breath. Uh, but lots, lots of people can't uh, put their awen- uh, awareness onto the breath easily. That's why we have uh, other methods to, for distractions. Actually, when you, look, when you think about it, the breath also a distraction so that you don't think. You put your awareness on something. That's why when someone asked me last night, switch off your mind, you can't. That's why you uh, give you an object of meditation to uh, temporary, so eventually your gap of not thinking getting longer and longer. So I hope that is uh, sufficient. Hi, Sari. Could you tell or talk about the difference, if any, in how nuns and monks approach Buddhism? For example, my experience has been the nuns are more focused on self-compassion. What are your thoughts? Um, I, to me, um, 
nuns and monks are quite similar. In similar, we are human beings for most. But all of us are different individual. Some nuns and some monks, uh, they, we all practice, uh, have a different focus. Um, and also, um, after saying that, you remember when we do the chanting about uh, the loving kindness, the Buddha especially mentioned the loving kindness is like a mother protects her child, her only child. It just um, there's some difference because of the mother nature. So we have that uh, sort of DNA ingrained in us uh, for talking about for female, not just nuns. And, but some uh, men or monks got it too. Um, the best thing is to come into middle. So those that who needed more softness will come into that. And those who needed more uh, strength and uh, uh, courage will come into the middle. It takes me a lot of time, uh, um, a practice, uh, to be able to um, say what I uh, stand for or what I mean. Uh, because from my cultural background, I say, do not say a lot. Uh, but quiet. But I'm lucky that I actually uh, uh, educated in uh, uh, Australia, in Perth. So I am more likely to speak my mind than someone else from a different cultural background. You probably will have the experience, uh, people that cross from the Asian background. The other thing is the language. Someone talked to me about language. English is not my first language. So it's my second language. So that stopped uh, some nuns or female talk more or uh, stand up more for what they uh, uh, stand for. And um, the focus, um, I think that is a misconception in the society. Um, because um, you will think that always uh, people you heard probably monks talking about uh, contemplation of the body and doing all the hard practice. I can tell you that um, you know you are not sure whether you're familiar you uh, the aesthetic practices uh, lots of monks do. Um, I'm one of those people say the monks can do it. I will try it. <laughs> I spent uh, I read. Um, um, about the Buddha, uh, not the Buddha in Visuddhi, one of the teaching, not the exact teaching of the Buddha, one of the commentary, they're talking about um, uh, not lying down, you stay upright. I think those of you have uh, heard of uh, Tenzin Pamo, she, uh, when you, you read the book Snow in the Cave, she spent 12 years not lying down. So the nuns, no? Who um, couldn't read it? Um, so when I read about it, or I read about Ajahn Man or Ajahn Chao and all those monks, I say, when I was young, <laughs> and so well in the way silly, I say, I'll do that too. I try not lying down. I try three months. <laughs> I can tell you that I didn't get enlightened. <laughs> That's why I have a, a a bad posture with my back. <laughs> Uh, that's part of it where it comes from. Uh, besides, I do a lot of manual handling when I uh, look after Ayavayama. So there you go. Uh, but we don't talk about it. And 
The other thing is a lot of we don't have a lot of nuns or female teaching, so you haven't heard a lot of about our struggle. And I was like, I can try too. Just like um, I uh, tried to learn the Pali. Um, actually, ten years ago when I started, I said, I jump rope can do it. Why can't me? <laughs> so um, that is similar. We have the same. Um, the farm psychic irritants. <laughs> I like the word much more. I'm sorry with the language that I use. I'm uh, so I think is this to me is the same, but you haven't heard of it. Um, of course, in my case, um, I have uh, much more. Um, when I first went into the monastery, I'm dealing with a lot of uh, defilements um, or psychic irritants. So I um, being introduced to uh, loving kindness practice, and um, so I sort of uh, take on it really um, hook on it, or I take it up uh, quite uh, um, effortlessly in a way. Another thing is because of my teacher. Someone asked a question last night saying, "Why do I look after Ayavayama?" I uh, don't think I answered that really. Um, one of the reasons is um, I was inspired by her compassion and loving kindness. So uh, when you say yes, uh, but we have uh, a nun that is uh, um, when you look at her, those that who come to um, help me out uh, to look after her or come for dana, those who know her, she uh, to me radiate uh, not just smile but loving kindness. So it's in. By it and um, uh, by her, and I would like to cultivate the same qualities that she has. So that's why I uh, take it up uh, more uh, sort of uh, willingly um, and uh, happily. I want to do the same thing. And when I talk to all of you in the beginning, saying that if you don't know what to do, a decision to make, choose kindness. Sometimes. In my case, is take eleven and a half years, <laughs> um, but it's also other practices is coming to it. The commitment, keeping a promise, uh, that's what um, uh, my uh, uh, reflections uh, um, to that questions. And the foremost is, I still continue to learn from her. That's my incentive. I like to learn from her. Just a couple of days, I think, or three days. Someone was with me too. She passed away on Saturday. I think I was there on Thursday. There's someone else with me on Wednesday night. Just three days before, both of us actually put our head onto her body, her stomach, and you know, um, she was really sick. But we just feel that are drawn to her loving kindness, like our mother or sister. Just both of us, me and another um, actually a volunteer. Ten o'clock at night, after we uh, get her in, we just feel like, oh, uh, uh, I can't remember what we say. We just say talking and say something like, you know, that she's so nice. Uh, she's like our mother and sister. So both of us do that. And uh, Ayavama didn't do anything. She, she can't say go away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she just forced uh, to, uh, just like you're hugging a bear. <laughs> we have her to uh, um, to um, to hug that that night. Uh, that's how we how we felt. Um, 
So um, there's uh, just a, a sharing. Uh, what are your thoughts? So that's how I felt. I think there's lots of monks um, make loving kindness. They are practiced. But there's Jato. He did two nine-day retreat. I attended both of them here. And he used uh, loving kindness as uh, one of his uh, major uh, meditation objects too. He went to see the method that I um, uh, shared yesterday. He actually went to Thailand and uh, specifically from one of the Thai monks, I think it's called Venerable Mahachachai, that he learned it from as well. So they are there. You, uh, most of us probably haven't heard uh, much about them because in BSWA, Ajahn Brahm, the major um, the, um, uh, objects of meditation is breath. So you heard a lot about that. So when you have uh, met other teachers, you heard other practices as well. So just keep going. How do you know that this was your path? Oh, that is a long question. Um, what do you mean by uh, as a nun or as a, a Buddhist? Um, I don't know. It's just uh, as a Buddhist, I just drawn to it. I remember having a discussion with my friend in, uh, in uh, at uni. She uh, she's a, uh, a Christian. She asked me a lot of questions about Buddhism. I say at the time, I say I don't know anything, but, but just let me finish my. Uh, my degree first, and I'll go and explore. Um, I was lucky I still alive after I finished my degree. Um, I should have said I'll go and read it out first, but I didn't. Uh, but I did spend a lot of time um, uh, finding out more and uh, learning meditation, and uh, that, that's how it led me on to uh, sort of uh, deeper, deeper into the path. Um, one of uh, the things, uh, a few, lots of things happen in life. It's never just one thing, as you all will know. Will not just one thing happen that you just think today I want to be a nun. It's just a lot of. Uh, um, it could be from the past and also from present moment. And uh, I remember I met Ayavarma on a pilgrimage. I told you about the story about the dogs that uh, I observed. So I met her and Ajahn Brahm as well on the pilgrimage to India, uh, formerly. I, um, I still remember I met her when she came to uh, first time in Perth, I think 1998, 1997. I met her at the end of the rain ceremony at Budhiyana. Uh, she's not a bhikkhuni at the time, um, but I saw her at the back uh, receiving her alms food uh, uh, on rice, uh, people putting the rice and the rice alms round. Um, at that... Uh, um, um, ceremony that's in Budhiyana at the time, there's no jhana grove yet. Um, I saw a lot of people, you know, everyone was so excited, especially females, say, finally we got a nun that we can talk to. Because for, normally for monks, uh, you, you can't really offer things directly. And I'm not familiar with the tradition. I always stay away. Um, that's how I felt as a laywoman at that time, but when the nun, uh, like on the pilgrimage, I can just offer her drinks directly. There's no, uh, I can just say, well, stand next to her when she's talking. That's, that's some nice things that you can do. Um, f now to, uh, the monks in uh, the West are not so um, traditionally, 
using a lot like when you offer traditionally in Thai tradition not in Sri Lankan tradition you can't offer directly you normally offer on a piece of cloth so I was a little bit um, few tense that I need to do all those things I don't know when I come to uh, close to a monk so I stay away but when I almost turn up I was so excited but so many people are too shy just stay at the back but I noticed there's a nun there so that's how I uh, started to pay attention much more and there's um, um, that's uh, the starting point and other things happen on pilgrimage I have a lovely time I strongly suggest if you got a chance to at least once uh, to uh, uh, embark a journey on a pilgrimage when there's with teachers around. So BSW in the past, like uh, Ajahn Brahm, I don't think he will, I'm not sure they're still going on uh, because of the pandemic. But otherwise, that's lovely uh, because they will give a talk with, uh, at different pilgrimage sites. It really aroused lots of faith. I think that uh, is one of the contributing factors as well uh, uh, that I uh, went on the pilgrimage to India. Um, yeah, and meeting great teacher. How much time I have. One of the interesting things I can tell you. When I was uh, trying to decide whether do I go, uh, apply to be an Anagarika at the monastery or not, uh, I was actually a bit back. I quite a number of people heard my story. I actually finished my study. I work as a pharmacist and a naturopath already. And I want to be a witch doctor. So I, I want to study Chinese medicine. So I applied and I got into IMIG in Melbourne. Um, that's the year that I went on pilgrimage to India. And um, I already started, I need to start that semester, but I decided to do a distance studies because to, I need to learn acupuncture and all those. Uh, you need to really go to Melbourne. You can't do distance study. And I'm working here. Um, like everyone else, I have a home loan. I've got a grandmother. Um, so I'm single, which is very lucky, but I've got a grandmother. So I'm trying to decide whether should I go to Melbourne to give up, you know, basically... Uh, need to leave Perth for a few years even though I can get my registration to practice as a pharmacist in Melbourne but I still need to uh, go through to learn their uh, rules and all those things to get registered there so guess what like everyone else did I went to see IYM <laughs> I said hi what do you think um, I have asked everyone else uh, trying to make a decision they all say yes good go and study more <laughs> She's the only one that who say to me, how she called me, my lay name is Jui. She called Jui, you have enough uh, tools to help others. It is time to focus on your practice. That's all she said. She didn't say, come and become a nun. Um, but somehow, of all the people's advice, I really f find that that uh, go into my heart. Um, I did have enough studies, um, but um, I actually took it really seriously. I um, applied to be an Anagarika that year, and uh, next year I was in the monastery. Um, so what happened is, you know, you're trying to decide, because I've got a grandma which is older, I'm just thinking probably I should do that after she passed away. 
um, she end up uh, leave another 12 years after I entered to the monastic training. So I was really lucky that I decided, no, I'll do it now. I might, might die before her. And, um, but um, actually that year, also September 11, that I was uh, on top of a twin tower. Um, that year, I went to America. I got relatives there, so I went to New York and uh, went up there to have uh, coffee and tea with my family on top of the Twin Tower. You can't do it now so for anyone, <laughs> but uh, I was up there. Um, so a few months later, September 11 happened. So it just really hit me that thing. It can be me up there, and I will never make it down to the ground. So those, those things, small things happen. And one of the interesting things is uh, I decided I wanted to apply to be an undergraduate. I went and asked Ayurveda, she said, well, you can take the form, and uh, you can, even though you might not want to come to be an undergraduate immediately, you can uh, just indicate that you're thinking about it, because they are build, starting to build kuchis uh, for future uh, trainings. At the time, there's only two kuchis being built. If I'm not wrong, they're just building it. So I got the form. I just saying, should I or should I not? I'm those new age people. So I'm asking the universe, should I or should I not? Please give me three signs. <laughs> so, so I went for a walk. I went around uh, uh, my area for a walk. Uh, then I was really lucky. It might be the sign. The first bus stop I came to is say, Take, uh, uh, there's an advertisement by STA Travel, the Student Travel Australia. It say, take the uh, path, less travel. <laughs> I say, hmm. <laughs> I did read the book. And then when I walked to the, so I go, keep on walking, I go a bit round, come to the second bus stop. Guess what? I have the same advertisement. STA, take the path, less travel say, okay, two sign. Give me the third sign. So for when I walk to the third pa- uh, bus stop, he say the same thing. I say, that's it. <laughs> and then after I say, that's it, I realize that all the bus stops <laughs> have the same advertisement. Because <laughs> that is the advertisement at the time. I say to myself, uh, I already promised to say that I asked for three signs. I need to keep my promise. <laughs> so it's just um, uh, funny. <laughs> so there it goes, uh, my path. You never really, I never really planned that way. I must say, even before, after I decided, I already get accepted. Um, I was driving uh, home after work. I was as vain as everyone else, I got my grandma offered me some uh, very nice diamond earrings. I was driving, I say, oh, I can't wear my diamond. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. I wasn't a uh, uh, spiritual, you know, keeping eight precepts and uh, also a normal post uh, female. <laughs> Have all the things that uh, uh, I would like to. Uh, do um, even some of uh, my uh, rel- uh, friends' um, relatives? They were saying to me, "I actually because my grand- my family, of course, don't like me to become a nun. They are non-Buddhist. They'll think that what a waste of uh, you know. I can 
They think that I can uh, contribute and help the world much better with my skills that I have. Um, but um, I, they even say that, don't worry, uh, I'm scared, don't like cold. Um, really bad, I'm wearing lots of layers. Um, they say, don't worry, uh, the, they call mountain uh, in Gijigata because it's on the hill. Say, she will, I give her two months, she will come back, don't worry, she will worry about the cold, she will come back straight away, so let her go. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> so, well, nine o'clock. So that's uh, um, part of the story. So I got more to tell you, but um, uh, next time. Um, I, Sari, thank you for a wonderful retreat. You have such a lovely teaching style. Thank you. I hope to see you more on retreats. I have really enjoyed your stories and your honesty about your journey with the practice. I wonder if you could share with us uh, your suggested readings or books or broadcasts by other nuns or female teachers. So there you go, uh, broadcast, um, listen to Ayavayama. Uh, another teacher that, um, there's not many uh, female teachers around, um, even broadcasts or even talks. One of them that I listened a lot, or I listen to with Ayavayama a lot, is Pema Children. Uh, you can try. Uh, I don't think there's broadcast. You need to, uh, um, I think, by wisdom. Uh, what do you call that? I can't remember now. Check her name. P-E-M-A, Pema, children, C-H-O, children, D-R-O-N. So I read a lot. I almost read all her books. Um, it's the... Uh, Things really look into things like the emotional part of it, like when things fall apart, that's one of the books by her. So explore. Um, I also personally like a nun called um, Ajahn Chandasiri. She's a, a Siladara nun in, uh, with Amaravachi. I like to listen to her as well. She's quite a senior nun, very senior, a few years more senior than I, Avayama. Uh, so can consider the time is at uh, 10 precept nuns, uh, but she's in her 70s. So she uh, speaks really well as well, if you like female teachers at the nuns. And of course, actually, I want to mention uh, my preceptor, Ayatata Loka, Maha Terry. She just had her 25th uh, Bikuni ordination anniversary on 22nd of November. I did tell her that I will dedicate uh, the um, merits from this retreat, from my uh, sharing with Ayavayama as well as her. So I don't think you can get a lot of... Uh, I think she did a sharing at uh, Dhammaloka uh, during the rains uh, on the, about, on, around the Bikuni... Um, anniversary or the Bikuni Day, check it out. Uh, might be on the uh, the website uh, of BSWA. I don't think she did uh, give a lot of talks, um, but she's the one who came for the ordination here. So I was the first batch of Bikuni ordination uh, <laughs> in uh, Perth, uh, at Buriyana. Very, very fortunate. And um, if anyone thinking about it, whether monk, uh, female or male, um, I felt uh, very 
uh, that's the best decision in my life. I'm very fortunate and very appreciate the gifts of ordination from the nuns as well as the monks from Bhikkhu and Bhikkhuni. So um, you can consider that. So those are the three that I think of uh, that I uh, listen to. There's more uh, Tibetan nuns, like I have a lot of uh, presence in the social media than the Theravada nuns, I must say, because we just, uh, uh, the Bhikkhuni Sangha, I was only, uh, this year I just finished my 13 years as a Bhikkhuni, even though I ordained my uh, uh, ordination, I went forth in 2004. That's why my name is called Seri, Seri, uh, because my ordination day is 4th of July. It means independence and freedom. But this is uh, initially for those six years, I um, ordained as a 10 precept nun. There's no bikuni ordination at that time until 2010. So check those uh, nuns out as well. Um, Venerable Seri, I would have never guessed this to be your first time goes to show that uh, we are never really sure how and what our cap uh, capabilities are. I wish to become a nun. You give me hope. Yes. Can you tell us about your journey? I already told you about my journey. Um, please, uh, give. Um, when I first went to the monastery, I need to take uh, six months on pay leave. Uh, I went to see my boss in pharmacy as I well, I um, want to go to um, the monastery because the uh, commitment at the time for Ayavarama uh, 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 is uh, you need to go in for six months as Anagarika first uh, with hair, and then after six months you shave your uh, as a full Anagarika. At the time, you need to do two years of being Anagarika because there's no uh, full ordination. So I just uh, say to my boss, I told everyone, I have just go in to try, so everyone do not worry about me, just for six months. And um, so I took unpaid leave for six months. I even said, well, if you don't give me unpaid leave, that's okay, I resigned. Um, I'm very determined um, to give it a go. So it, um, if you, um, now it is so easy, you can go in to stay in the monastery for a month or so to try it out. I only have three days at that monastery. Um, I stay in the monastery for three days before I went in there to be a, a Anagarika. So I basically just jump in, just like, yep, I'm coming. I never, I only took uh, the eight precepts, three days. I've uh, never been to a nine days retreat. So I can survive. I'm sure you can survive and give it a go. And I also always give sister, people the suggestion, please don't wait till too late. People think, yeah, you know, I think I don't know what is the uh, age for Dhammasa. Don't wait till that. If it is 50, don't go in as 50. As early as possible. Because we got so many um, habitual patterns. The earlier that you uh, start your practice, the better. So we can um, uh, mold into the habitual pattern of a monastic. Um, is make your life easier. And you can slide, stay onto the a rocket, just go all the way to Nibbana, rather than the, you need to take your time to struggle a little bit until you get in. 
Even though we say yes, you can practice as a lay person, but why not take the quicker path? Then, uh, uh, because in, uh, as a lay person, you still got work. Um, I truly know about it. You got work. You got all sorts of things, a commitment. To, so you're being uh, distracted uh, from all those things in life. So if you can, go straight uh, as soon as possible. Give it a go. If it's not work out, come back. And if you're from Perth, even better. You can go again to, um, to try for first time, one, one week, second time, a month, next time, three months. And you can try longer. Then you might say, yeah, I think I can do it. So give it a go. I fully encourage uh, you to do I must say, Ayurveda never asked me to. <laughs> they never encourage. She say, yeah, please, uh, yeah, come to become a nun. She never say, ever say that to me. Or I think I never heard her say it to, to anybody. I think it's because you need to make the commitment yourself. Is then when you come through with any difficulties, then you you work with it because you know that the decision you are voluntarily going for the training. You can't blame anyone. You can't say, "Well, you know, she asked me to do it." Um, um, I think she have lots of experience. Uh, she was invited by Ayakema. Uh, from Wat Buddha Dharma to go to uh, Sri Lanka to uh, uh, the island that uh, I came and just started. Um, they called uh, uh, the Parabudu Nans Island. So she met a lot of uh, females from um, internationally. She was telling me stories about uh, um, they, how people, uh, some people really do not want to stay on, do not want to ordain. So uh, in uh, many ways, they manifest or they uh, act in a way that they uh, sort of blew their chances. Actually, it's them that who do not want to stay. So especially, you one really wanted to do it. Then um, I, um, I will tell you more story. Like if you say, I, I, when I went to, um, when I am a node that I was going, I went to Dana like everyone else, uh, to the monastery. And she told, at the time, uh, Venerable Niroda already there uh, as an Anagarika, so she told her that um, I'm coming. Uh, Venerable Niroda was shocked because um, I have uh, um, I got black hair, but I have a strip of uh, uh, yellow or red color in my hair. <laughs> I dye my hair. And I have different color toenails. <laughs> well, I work in a pharmacy. What do you expect? <laughs> and so she was shocked. I said, like, this one? <laughs> so I can make it. Uh, so I'm sure uh, if you uh, really would like to give it a go, I'm sure you'll find uh, uh, your way. And it is a very amazing and very inspiring path. Okay. Well. We still need to do our uh, meta meditation. Before that, I would like to share with you this is something non Buddhist. Um, I found a postcard. Uh, the postcard uh, was uh, sticked onto the board of Ayavaima's room. 
Um, so she, I prepared a board for her that she put on saying or pictures that she really find that she want to keep on looking at it because it's just she lie down. That's her bed, and that's a board in front of her. Um, I think she found that uh, the postcard when she was traveling as a nun uh, from Scotland. So this is uh, what it says on the postcard. It's just words. There's nothing there. Say a voice of love. Unconditional, outside, inside, quiet, strong. At last, I'm joyously crazy. I repeat that. A voice of love, unconditional, outside, inside, quiet, strong. At last, I am joyously crazy. It just really fit into our uh, investigation. A words of kind, conditional outside. So that's loving kindness. So we're practicing. You know, it might be just from outside when we see, you know, doing things that we uh, make our commitment or um, be kind and gentle from outside. But inside, it gives us a quietness, the peace, and strong. Strong doesn't mean that uh, external physical strength. The strength is inside your inner confidence, your inner wealth, your inner strength. And at last, I'm joyously crazy. It's happy, uh, joy. So um, just to remind all of us, that can be achieved. And you might think that you know, loving kindness is something too soft especially for uh, the male uh, 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 retreatants. But it is not. It gives you not just the outside strength, but the inside strength. And um, if you want to explore more, I, uh, uh, the name of the person who uh, is from the book called At the Center of Time by Harvey Wasserman, from Galway in 1995, and he's a, a psychotherapist from Scotland. If you, you can come and have a look, card. So, I think we better. It's getting less and less on time, but I uh, must. Uh, I would like to introduce you another method of uh, meta, a loving kindness meditation. I will say a lot again. I must say, initially, to emote the emotion, you need to repeat uh, much more. Um, when I was sitting with Ayavayama or uh, my grandma when the, they, are, uh, they were dying, I don't use so much words. I just use a couple of words, sentences, to trigger off that feeling. But it's easy. They are very easy objects to use. And I just, uh, and then I just drop it. I could have, so the feeling of loving kindness that yesterday we talked about, the feeling of warmth, the lightness, the brightness, the softness inside you, that's a feeling that you need to trigger off. But if you can just trigger it off, you can just drop the words and stay with the feeling of loving kindness. All these words is to help us to trigger it off. So it will be quite a wordy, lengthy um, um, meditation. This one, I uh, adapted it from Ayakema. So I have introduced you to three different 
type by three different monastics. This one is from uh, Ayakema. I changed it a little bit, but I can't remember what I changed. Uh, I did uh, type out or um, investigate different methods when I first taught the uh, loving kindness. I must say, even though this is my first weekend retreat, this is probably my 15th meditation day or day. <laughs> uh, so I did a lot of meditation day at uh, Hermitage. Uh, so please get yourself ready before we start. So we will be probably a little bit over time. I hope you don't mind um, for the meditation. I need to read it out because when I do it myself, this is one of the meditation, the title is called Breathe in Peace and Breathe Out Love, Loving Kindness. But when I do use the same method, I just use, I actually use it with my breath, that's what you can do. So I just use the first uh, part to uh, trigger off the um, um, loving kindness for my breath. And then I just drop the rest. So that is what you can do. Um, but I will read out the whole um, um, method of meditation and, uh, so that you can follow. And then it's up to you to try it out. So we're going to uh, stay in silence for a few minutes. So feel the peace, feel the peace in this hall. All the energy that have been generated in the past few days and many, many days before this weekend retreat. So feel the peace, smell the peace and breathe in the peace. And you're sitting in 
the middle of peace. And you are surrounded by peace. Immerse yourself in this feeling of peace. Take a deep breath in. Breathe in this peace. Let the peace fuse every part of your body. From the top of the head down to your toes. Take another breath of peace. Let the peace spread into every tissues and cells of the body. You are totally bathed with this feeling of peace. Breathe in the peace. When you breathe out, breathe out loving kindness. The sincere goodwill from your heart to yourself. Breathe in the peace. And breathe out the love from your heart and embrace yourself. Immerse yourself with the gentle and warmth loving kindness. Loving kindness that deeply and completely accept yourself. Breathe in peace. Breathe out loving kindness to the person next to you. Give it as a gift. True breath that is life and that connect us all. The breath. 
because all of us are breathing the same air. Breathe in peace. Breathe out this beautiful loving kindness and good wishes to everyone here. Give it as your beautiful gift from your heart and share it with everyone in this hall. Let everyone be part of your breath containing loving kindness and good wishes. Feel everyone and embrace everyone here with your loving kindness. We all breathe the same air and we all connected through this breath. Breathe in the peace and breathe out loving kindness to your parents. They too are connected through this breath, through this air. There's no discrimination. We are all just part of this air. Embrace your parents with your love, goodwill, and acceptance. Breathe in peace and breathe out loving kindness to your nearest and dearest people. And you have the breath, you have the peace, you have loving kindness. Give it as a beautiful gift and share it with your loved ones.
Breathe in peace. Breathe out loving kindness and good wishes to all your friends. Let each one of your friends share what you have. Breathe in peace. Breathe out loving kindness to all the people you know, whom you met in your life. Embrace them with the warmth of your care and acceptance and fill them with your good wishes. Share with them what you have, your beautiful gift of loving kindness. Breathe in peace and breathe out loving kindness to people that are difficult or you dislike. Give them your loving kindness and good wishes. We all breathe the same air. We all connected through this breath. Now let your breath 
carry the loving kindness, peace, acceptance, and understanding to as many people as possible. In jhana growth, in serpentine, in all the houses, all the people in the streets, in the hospitals, in prisons, near and far. Let your breath carry your love and good wishes to all beings. We are all breathing the same air. We are all connected through this breath. Now bring your attention back to yourself. Breathe in peace. Surround yourself with peace. Immerse yourself with peace. When you breathe out, breathe out loving kindness. Breathe out acceptance and care. And the lovely feeling of being totally protected. Protected by loving kindness. Protected by peace, acceptance and goodwill. May all beings have loving kindness and peace in our hearts. Now come back to your inner silence. Take a few minutes to review how the meditation has been for you. Do you feel the peace? Can you see the connectedness of the breath with all beings?
Just uh, someone asked me a question about uh, the nuns, uh, anyone, any nuns that uh, you can listen to the talks. I've forgotten to mention Aya Kema. She's the teacher of uh, Aya Wayama. So, my grand teacher. Um, she gave very good talks. I don't know, um, you go to Google her, uh, you should be able to find her. Uh, in some places um, the internet and she gave very good guided meditation as well so now you can um, continue to sit here this lovely place uh, filled with peace and loving kindness uh, go for uh, do your walking meditation and um, I'll see some of you at 11 o'clock at lunch And we still have our final sessions this afternoon before we go home.